Thank you for joining us at the First Baptist Church of Coleraine, Massachusetts, as Pastor Jim Rennie continues to faithfully challenge and encourage us in the Word. And it is our prayer that this message will encourage the believer and bring the unbeliever closer to a saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, good morning and welcome to the First Baptist Church here in Coleraine, Massachusetts. So glad to have you with us. We really appreciate that. As you know, it was Mother's Day last week, so we've got a slight detour from our study in the book of Hebrews. We're getting back into Hebrews today. Final chapter, I think uh, we've done at least three sermons in the final chapter. There's another one to come after this, and because we're not in a hurry, we want to take our time. So um, Joe is going to read shortly Hebrews chapter 13, 15 through 19. And the title of this message, and you'll see a handout in your bulletin, if you care to fill it out as we go along, or you could just do it later if you've got a perfect memory. Submit to your spiritual leaders. That's the title of this message. Submit to your spiritual leaders. That's the leaders in the church, assuming they are led of the Lord and guided by the Holy Spirit and ordained by God himself. You know, it may surprise some people to know, I would think the majority of the church today, that the church, which is made up of believers, the body of Christ, is not a democracy. It is not a democracy. It is a theocracy in which God rules through his appointed leaders. Amen? And you'll learn more about that as we let Joe continue to read those verses that I mentioned. Joe? Good morning. We're going to be reading Hebrews 13, 15 through 19, and it's going to be on page 1879. Through Jesus, therefore, let us, uh, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. The fruit of the lips confess his name, and do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. Obey your leaders and submit to their authority. They keep watch over you as men who must give an account. Obey them so that their work will be a joy and not a burden, for that would be to no advantage to you. Pray for us. We are sure they will have clear conscience and desire to live honorably in every way. I particularly urge you to pray so that I may be restored to you soon. Praise be to God. Very much, Joe. All right, let's open with a word of prayer, shall we? Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for your wonderful grace, your mercy, your compassion, your forgiveness, and how you deal with us as sons and daughters of the living God, having received your Son, Jesus Christ. I hope and pray that this message will edify and teach. Uh, the body of Christ, 
the church and also save sinners so they, they cannot enter into a lost eternity uh, that the devil would love them to go. So help us, we pray, and may we be tuned in and concentrate and learn from your word and this message that we have prepared for each one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Verse 17, the beginning, 17a, it says, Obey those who rule over you. This is referring to those that do rule over you as the spiritual leaders of the church. And be submissive. The word uh, submission uh, means to place ourselves under the authority of church leadership. Uh, and we don't like the idea of anyone ruling over us because uh, we don't like anyone telling us what to do, right? But when a servant of God is in the will of God, teaching the word of God, the people of God should submit and obey them as unto obeying the Lord who ordained them. Obey those who rule over you and be submissive. There's a command right there. This doesn't mean that uh, pastors, church leaders should uh, abuse their authority like so many have done and do and uh, be like dictators. Remember uh, Jim Jones, who started out as a, a true gospel preaching Bible-believing preacher, and then he ended up going down to Guyana, and all his followers followed him, and uh, a lot of them died because he told them to drink uh, Gatorade that was laced with poison. So that's what can happen. You have to be very careful who you follow, who you believe. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 2 and 3, regarding pastors, it says, shepherd the flock of God, which is among you, serving as overseers. That's another word for pastors. Not by compulsion, but willingly. Not for dishonest gain. There's a lot of so-called church leaders. They're just out to fleece the flock, came out. They're doing it for the money. Not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, not as being lords over those entrusted to you. You're not supposed to be dictators, but being examples to the flock. You are the flock. The shepherd is another word for pastor or overseer. It's another word for pastor. The verse 17, it continues, for they... Watch out for your souls. They watch out for your souls. Meaning the shepherd gives spiritual guidance to the church. And they should teach the word of God and protect the church from false doctrine, from false teaching, and from false teachers. Yes, the shepherd gives spiritual guidance to the church. 
Uh, the word of God is to protect the church from false doctrine, false teaching, and false teachers. Uh, as 2 Timothy chapter 3.16, it says to reprove. To reprove, that means to scold or correct, usually with kindly intent. Or to rebuke means to reprimand or speak severely to somebody. Sometimes that's required. And that's a difficult task for the pastor to do. And no one looks forward to that. But it has to be done. Sometimes it has to be done. And believe me, it's no fun when you have to rebuke or reprimand somebody severely to their face. Also to exhort, meaning to strongly encourage and persuade. Persuade. The rest of verse 17, he says, As those who must give an account shall receive a stricter judgment. We're all going to give an account to God when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ. We won't have to give an account for our sins. Only those that stand at the great white throne judgment, they're already condemned already. But the pastors, the shepherds, the overseers, the spiritual leaders will give more of an account, they shall receive a stricter judgment. So it's a good chance we're going to lose some rewards. James chapter 3, verse 1 it explains that biblical teachers will be held responsible for what they teach and how they discharge their duties as shepherds of the flock. So it's not an easy thing we're going to give a stricter account for what we teach and we better get it right and carry on in verse 17 let them do so that's the pastors the shepherds let them do so with joy and not with grief and the writer tells those christians he's writing to to make the shepherd's ministry enjoyable so that they not will not be grieved and you know grieve it means to cause mental or emotional suffering or distress pastor's greatest joy is to see people come to know jesus as their personal savior to see people get saved and then to grow in their relationship with the lord i'm so thankful for you guys since I've been here, I've seen growth in your spiritual life. To see you grow and to be nurturing the admonition of the Lord. To walk in the spirit of the Lord. And to obey the word of the Lord. But one of the greatest disappointments is to see individuals that do not want to grow in their Christian faith. Because they think they know it all. So if you think you know it all, how, how can you learn anything? If you know it all, you already know it all. And they fail to submit to church leadership and do what the Bible teaches. And these rebels, and that's what they are, what they do is they put an emotional burden on the church leadership. That gives them more problems to deal with if they haven't got enough already. 
And it benefits nobody. It benefits nobody whatsoever. And it says that in verse 17, at the end there, it says, for that would be of no benefit to you, the flock, the church. And no benefit means it's unprofitable. It's unprofitable, literally harmful. It's harmful. It has no benefit. And the sad fact is the whole church is detrimentally affected when rebellious malcontents turn against the leadership of the church in order to get their own way. That's what it boils down to. They just want to get their own way because they won't submit and obey to church leadership. When someone is agitated, they're not to content to be agitated alone. They want others to join their group. They want others to be on their side, to stir up trouble, to stir up more trouble. That critical attitude of the few can have a negative effect on the many. That's number seven in your handout. Critical attitude of the few can have a negative effect on the many. It does. Misery likes company, right? Have you ever heard that saying? Or is it Missouri? No. Such a condition is unprofitable. It has no benefit to the church since the ministry is affected negatively by undue stress put on the pastor. However, if the church yields voluntarily submission to responsible biblical leadership, that makes the leader's job a real joy that benefits everybody. So here's number eight. That responsibility for making the operation of the church a real joy is placed on you, the congregation, not on the leaders of the church. All right? That's your responsibility, to make my life a real joy. <laughs> Verse 18, in this closing section, this part of the letter, it takes on a personal turn when the writer, whoever he was, and whoever he was, he was certainly, obviously, a spiritual leader of the church, of the early church. And he asked his readers to pray for him. And I hope you pray for us. And for others in leadership as well. In verse 19, it says, I particularly urge you to pray so that I may be restored to you soon. So this letter indicates strongly that it was, I'm not saying it was, I said it indicates strongly that it was, written by the Apostle Paul, who had a tremendous knowledge of the Old Testament, and who possibly planted that church, 
and he wanted to visit them again so that I may be restored to you soon. Which wasn't always possible, assuming it was Paul, who also wrote letters from prison, including being under house arrest in Rome. It says in verse 24, Greet all your leaders and all the Lord's people, those in Italy. Where's Rome? Those in Italy send you their greetings. So it was obviously someone who was in prison in Italy. Strongly indicates that it is the Apostle Paul. And there's others there, other leaders as well, like the Apostle Paul, other Christians, other Christian workers were imprisoned in Rome with him, including his companion, young pastor Timothy. But there's good news regarding him in verse 23. The writer of the book of Hebrews I want you to know that our brother Timothy has been released. So he was able to be released from jail, but we know that Paul wasn't. And he goes on, he said, if he arrives soon, I will come with him to see you. So he really wanted to go back and visit this church, these Christian Jews, the Hebrews. And that was probably wishful thinking. Because the Apostle Paul, as we know, he never left Rome because he was executed, beheaded due to his faith and testimony for Jesus Christ. But the leaders, whoever they were, including Timothy, they're asking for prayer so that they, it says, can have a clear conscience and live honorably, verse 18. Have a clear conscience and live honorably or minister honorably, not horribly, honorably. So how different, I'm almost finished. How different would a church be if the people would choose to pray for their spiritual leaders rather than criticize them. What a difference it would make. So the message is clear. Don't make life harder than it already is for your spiritual leaders because it is of no benefit to them or to you, the church of the living God. And let me quote, end by quoting verses 15 and 16. You thought I forgot, didn't you? Some of you that pay attention, because I got right into verse 17. He said, I don't know what he's talking about. Verse 15. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually, this is what we're supposed to do, count them. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. Number one. The fruit of our lips that confess his name. 
So what we do when we are in the world, we confess his name. We should. We should share our faith with others that are interested, those that are willing to listen. And do not forget to do good and to share with others. To share with others. Not just materially, but also spiritually. For which such sacrifices God is pleased. So there's a few things. And on your questionnaire, it says choose one. Well, there's a number of them to pick from. All right. Well, again, we're so thankful. Let me close in prayer. Lord, we are indeed grateful for your word, which is inspired by the prophets, inspired by you to inspire your prophets to write down your thoughts, your word, not their own thoughts, not their own opinions or beliefs. And this is why they were true God-ordained prophets. And the Bible is complete. It's totally inspired by you and very profitable for all of us and help us to have the spiritual discernment to know those in leadership of the church, whether they are teaching according to what's written in your word. And if it isn't, they are false teachers and heretics. Help us to be a joy and help us to be a, a help and pray for our spiritual leaders because that is profitable for all and a real joy to those that minister. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for tuning in and listening, wherever you may be, and hope you enjoyed this message. If you did on YouTube or Facebook, give us a check mark, a tick, a thumbs up, and we appreciate that in Jesus' name. God bless you all. Amen. Thank you again for tuning in. You can find our podcasts on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you find podcasts. We'd love for you to join us at the First Baptist Church in Coleraine for Sunday morning worship at 11 a.m. We are located at 81 Foundry Village Road, Coleraine, Massachusetts. If you have any questions or inquiries, please feel free to call the church at 413-624-8886. Hope to see you soon. God bless.